we are teaching tonight on change your thinking, change your life. And this is our eighth and our ninth installment of the summer breakthrough. Change your thinking, change your life. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Some very good advice. Say, well, who wrote it? Well, Paul wrote it, but it came from a deeper well than even the great mind of the Apostle Paul. This comes from the very mind of God. And the Bible is an amazing book. It used men's personalities and even possibly some ladies were, you know, uh, involved in writing small parts of scripture. If you read, there are uh, ways to perhaps look at that. But God used all of these people to defer or to bring his will to us. So these, these are not man's ideas. It's not the, the, the book of the month club. This is the book of the ages. And this wisdom is deep wisdom. So let's look at Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. And Paul writing by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so there was, you know, it's about thinking. This one guy said, I was thinking about getting a job at the U.S. Mint. And he's like, the U.S. Mint? He's like, yeah, think of all the money I could make. (laughs) But thinking changes our life. The Bible says, Be ye transformed. That word transformed means from the Greek metamorpho. Metamorpho. Like uh, the uh, uh, prior to becoming a butterfly, that caterpillar. That caterpillar has a complete change. And if you scientifically look, I mean, its eyesight changes. It's not just like a caterpillar that has wings. It's like a completely different it's, it's, it's fascinating because it's like a completely different organism. It changes from one thing into another thing. And that happens as a Christian. The word metamorpho means transformed or transfigured with or by a supernatural change. So a preacher, Papincito, Papincito being summoned and you're on audio too. And they're like, who's Papincito? It's like this uh, person, uh, this, little, this little kid was misbehaving in children's church, right? So the little kid was misbehaving in children's church and uh, came back and talked to the parents after children's church and said, um, Mom, Dad, um, I, uh, I, 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 um, I don't know what's going on, but I... Uh, um, is there a foreign family that bad kids go to live with? And the dad's like, excuse me? Yeah, I don't know if they're from Mexico or something, but if we misbehave, we'll have to go live with them. And the father said, what are you talking about? So, said, well, the teacher said, if we act that way, we're going to have to live with the consequences. So. <laughs> but... 
Who are the consequences? But if we get a change in our thinking, we will get a change in our actions. And we will get a change and with the consequences. We'll get a change in the outcome or the results. So what I want to look at is good, acceptable, and perfect. Good information. Acceptable is our action that we take. And perfect means, the word means complete, okay? That is the result. So the, the will of God, we kind of want to break it in for our purposes into three things. In Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, good, acceptable, and perfect. Now in 2021, have you ever read something on Facebook? Have you ever read something on the internet? So preacher, there's so much on the internet. It's like drinking water. You ever drink water from a garden hose? When we were kids, we used to do that. It was okay. You didn't have to. Bottled water was not a thing growing up. You let the water hose run and all the plasticky, rubbery water comes out that's all hot. And then it gets cold and you drink that, okay? And that's the way information was when I was a kid. The news came on at 7. The news came on at 6. The paper came in the morning. No longer. 2021, there's a fire hose. Have you ever held a fire hose? You have to lean into it because it'll actually like take a kid off its feet, right? And drinking from the internet is like drinking from a fire hose. I mean, a fire hose, you cannot possibly drink from a fire hose. Now, if you have any friends that are firemen, go try it. Get them to turn that thing on. I mean, it can shoot like three stories up. Put your face in front of it. No, don't do that, right? It'll knock you on the ground and you won't get any water on the inside, right? Well, the internet is like that. There's so much information coming out. And uh, when we get all this information coming out, it's like, have you ever seen a squirrel in the middle of the road? It runs this way, then it runs this way, then it runs this way, and finally just runs under a car. I mean, it just does not know what to do because there's so much stimulus and information in the car, uh, in that in freeway. We need to be guided with the right information. You see, new information changes things. But on the internet, you don't know if it's, good information or if it's just something. I remember when I was in the military, they said uh, this was in the 90s, the advent of the internet, right? So we were called in for this safety meeting and that there was this uh, story on the internet. Believe it or not, right? It's like this man said, I'm writing a mystery novel or am I? So, but this... uh, this Marine had gone to this party or something like that. And this is, this is what we were told. And he woke up in a bathtub full of ice. And he, uh, he had, there were two like slits where they had removed his kidneys. And it was, you know, basically call the doctor. We took your kidneys to go sell them or something like that, but call the doctor. And we were getting warned against going to parties and drinking too much where someone might steal our kidneys. He said, well, one of the amazing things about that story is who would do that? My goodness, right? Just take their wallet, not their kidneys. But take a can of kidney beans, but don't take my kidneys. Well, the, the amazing thing about that story was well, from the internet. But you know something else about that? It was a complete lie. 
It was a complete fabrication. You could probably pull that story up now. It's one of those like exciting stories that was not true. So what my point is there's so much information now. And, and if you've read some of the latest headlines, there's a Delta variant of COVID coming around. And so everyone's, you know, running across this way and that way across the street. And, and I was like, God, well, what do we really need? Well, I think what we really need right now is we need good information. Not just new information. You see, new information changes things. But we need information from the right place, from God. So let's deal first of all with, if we're changing our life, we need to change our thinking. Say, preacher, are you worried? Well, I've got some good information. Say, well, what's going to happen with this or with that? I don't know. But I know what's happening upstairs. Not the man upstairs, but I'm talking about heaven. I don't call him the man upstairs. I call him the Lord. I have some respect unto the Lord. So he's the Lord, and he's seated at the right hand of God. He's not worried. And if he gets worried, then I'm going to get worried. But he's not going to get worried. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. He's got his eye on us. And God gives his beloved sleep. Good information. New information changes things. So if you want to change your life... I challenge you, change your thinking. Now, let's uh, look at, first of all, because the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, in verse 2, that the nature is to be conformed to this world. Remember peer pressure? It's the social system, that peer pressure to do what everyone else is doing. Everyone else is doing it. But the Bible says, don't do that. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's why Christians look so weird, because... I'm not going to do it just because someone else does it. I came from the 70s. We wore crazy clothes in the 70s. You couldn't be an assassin in the 70s because you wore corduroy pants. I mean, they could hear you coming, right? And bell bottoms. I mean, it was a bad, bad decade, okay? But there's a consistent change uh, in the world. It's not so much the fashion of the world, but it's not guided with the cue from God. A lot of the things in the world. So the Bible said be transformed by the renewing of your thinking, your mind. So let's look at the new information. So we only act on the information that we have, right? If we think the world is coming to the end, we're going to be chicken little. But if we can actually go and get other information, then we can act differently, right? So now the birth of Jesus Christ, Matthew chapter 1. I'm going to take you over here and just share about how God does this. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ, Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18, was on this wise. This is how it happened. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, before they had their wedding night, an espousal in those days was, it was more serious than our engagement. It was like everything except you know, basically they wouldn't have a ceremony as much as just they would come together and they would. So they were kind of married on paper, but they didn't live together. Okay. That's what an espousal was. They were already, the contracts were sealed, but they still lived with their families. And then before they came together, that was the actual, the wedding night. Okay. But it was more than just an engagement like we have. So it was a little different, but before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy ghost. So you can imagine if the internet was around when Mary was, you know, this is all the stories that would be flying, right? But then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, 
So he just sees that she's got a bubble and she's not a construction level, right? So maybe she starts showing like, Mary, um, you haven't been working out, have you? What's going on, right? So Mary's got the bubble. And uh, I remember when, I, I don't know if my recruiter is ever going to find this out, but if he ever listens. So my military recruiter, I was going to ask his wife if, um, if she was pregnant because I went to stay with my recruiter in California and she was a, 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 a full woman, right? So, but she, uh, I didn't ask, okay? I didn't ask. I was 18 but had a small amount of common sense. But uh, she, it was impossible for him, her to have kids. So if I had asked, it would have been very embarrassing, okay? So these things, you gotta be, you gotta be sure before you ask those questions. But so he sees something happen he was a just man, but it said he wasn't willing to make her a public example. He said, something's going on here and I don't have all the pieces. So he, with all the information that he had, right? He said, I'm just going to divorce her and put her away. That means divorce her privily or privately. I'm not going to make a big stink of it. But while he thought on these things, now isn't that something? Joseph wasn't like some great thinker of the age, but God had a man that was a thinker. And he's thinking and maybe he's praying. Uh, Maybe he's behind his workshop going, God, what's going on? What am I supposed to do? God gave him some new information. And I believe it when we pray. I, I heard one man say this and I'll pass it to you again. Three things to make it to heaven. Read your Bible. Pray. And do what you know to do. And that is exactly how you change your life. You change your thinking. Read your Bible. Get a new news source, right? And then pray. Contact the Lord. And then do with what you know to do. So, so he's thinking, and behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying to Joseph, Thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. New information. There you go. And she shall bring forth the Son, and thou shalt shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Well, there's some new information, huh? You see that God can shed some some new information. It was going to be a divorce. Now it was going to be a celebration. The Bible said in verse 22... Now this was done that it may be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child. You know, many people never think that it could happen unto them. You know, before I was born again, I never thought that stuff could happen to me. I didn't know that I could give my life to God and my mind could change. Just think, Joseph didn't think that all that stuff written in Isaiah was going to happen to him. But God gave him some new information. This is what's happening, and it's happening in your house. A virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. So Joseph got up and did what he was told. He he read, no doubt, he prayed, and he did what he knew to do. And isn't that something, though, that when God gives us new information, it's so that that information can come to our house. God wants to be a blessing to your life. The Bible says in Titus chapter 3 and beginning in verse 5, 
this transformation that I'm talking about, it's not just an information dissemination. I'm not just saying, read your Bible. That's not going to get anyone saved. Now, the scriptures are able to make you wise into salvation, but the scriptures can't save you. Jesus saves. You know, just like that joke about the devil and Jesus, you know, having this computer challenge. And so they were having this computer challenge and writing all this code and everything. So um, in the middle of it, the power goes out. And the devil goes, ah! And Jesus is just smiling. So, preacher, why is Jesus smiling? The power went out. Everything was lost, right? No, not for Jesus. Why? Jesus saves. <laughs> but you know that when we find out that Jesus saves, the Bible says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done in Titus chapter 3 and verse 5, but according to his mercy, he saved us. By the washing of Regeneration. You know that when God saves us, he regenerates and makes our mind different. And renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed abundantly on us through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. You know, and that's exactly what, you know, I have an iPhone and sometimes they act up. Well, I have a relative whose iPhone was acting up. And I said, the speaker wasn't working. I said, turn it off and turn it on. And they did it. And they said, it fixed it. You know, that that's what God does with us. He can turn us off and then reboot us, but reboot us brand new. And the software, see that Apple has all this closed software that's through the company itself. And so God has all of this Holy Ghost software. God doesn't use an Apple phone or anything, okay? But God has all this software when in, in regeneration, he reboots us and gets us hooked up to the Holy Ghost. And we begin to have an information source that comes from God. And you know, that's interesting because when we get this new information available to us, then we can begin to do something about it. You know, God puts in your mind that you're a king's kid, that you're a, a royal generation, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people, that you're a king's kid. That uh, the Bible says that I can do... Have you ever read that? But have you ever gotten into a situation and said, wait a second, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I can do that. So, well, who told you you can't? So this is what we're going to get into, acceptable. So God gives us the good information. The Bible says the gospel is good news. That's good. It's the info. The second thing is acceptable. Acceptable. When Cain and Abel came to offer their offerings before the Lord, you know what the Bible said? It said that God had respect unto Abel's. Why? Well, Cain brought an edible arrangement, okay? It was a bunch of fruit and veggies. It was. It was a bunch of, you know, and it might have actually cost more than Abel's. Well, what did Abel bring? He didn't bring an edible arrangement. It was some type of fruit salad or salad, okay? He brought some, you know, something, vegan or whatever. I don't know what he brought. But Abel brought a sacrifice. Most likely it was probably a lamb. 
And it said, the Bible said that God said, that's acceptable. Well, did he not like Cain? Yes, he liked Cain. But he said, there's an acceptable sacrifice and there's something that's not acceptable. They were taught by Adam what was right and what was wrong. And after sin entered the world, they knew there was going to be a coming sacrifice, a foreshadowing of Jesus Christ, a foreshadowing of the Lamb of God that would take away the sin of the world. But Cain, he was the first guy that made his own religion. And he's like, I just want to do it my way. And have you ever said that to your child? They only have one. And they do something and you say, I say this anyway. I say to my daughter, that's not acceptable. That's just, we're not going to accept that. That's not going to work. Have you ever said that in your house? God says that too. But you know what? The Bible study, I'm sharing that we need to say that when the wrong thoughts come into our mind, because thoughts come in from three places. But so what I want to share here is, and, and maybe if this is kind of the middle, the middle of the Bible study, when you meet someone, what are the three things that you ask them, right? Okay. What's the first thing you ask? What's your name? Where are you from? And what do you do? Now, I think that we need to be more discriminating in the thoughts that we allow to pull up to our table in our mind. And this will change your life. The thought pulls up. Remember that preacher, are you really saying to ask a thought its name? That's dumb. Would Jesus do that? Remember that man that was uh, that, that demoniac of the Gadarenes? He was possessed not by a body, but by a spirit. What is a spirit? Your spirit, the, there's the Holy Ghost, there's man's spirit, and then there's evil spirits. There's three sources, right? So what did Jesus say? Remember what he said? And Jesus asked him, not the demoniac, not the man, like, what's your name? My name is Levi. He was talking to the evil spirit. You know what he said? What's your name? Ha, ha, ha. That's in there, isn't it? He said, Legion. I wonder if he talked like that. I don't know. He might have talked all effeminate. My name's Legion. I don't know what he said. That's not of God being effeminate. Okay? Someone might not like that on the podcast, but, you know, you think that, you know, you see all these movies and the demons talk like this. He might have talked like this. all sweet. My name's Legion. Okay? And he said... Because we are many. The devils had a name. They could be addressed. Woo! You know, if you resist, if you submit yourself unto God and resist the devil, he'll flee from you. So you find out what that name is. And you say, well, every thought has a name. Every thought can be identified as something. I'm not saying that they're all evil spirits, okay? But thoughts, it might be a thought of, uh, of love. It might be a thought of joy. It might be a thought of lust. Have you ever been real with yourself and say, what is this thought? Let's just be real. What is it called? It might be greed. It might be envy. But identify it. Name it. Don't let it just run around in your head and have the feeling of it. You're watching something and you get this thought in your mind. You're like, wait a second. What's that name? You know, what's the real name? Let's, talk, let's call it for what it is. And then say, where are you from? You know, when you meet someone, what's your name? Where are you from? Well, look, it's going to be from us. You know, sometimes it's just from us. Preacher, I had a dream. What does it mean? 
Well, it could mean that you're lactose intolerant. You know, sometimes people dream just because the Bible says from the multitude of business cometh dreams. So you just might be running through something in your mind. It's not from God. It's just created out of your own mind. So thoughts can come just generate from us, but they can also come from the Lord and they can come from the devil. It's important to find out where that thought is from. So if it's got the wrong name and it's from the wrong place, what do you do? That's kind of the next thing, right? Find out where it's from and then find out what it does. But what does greed do? Uh, What does lust do? It, It brings forth death. Doesn't the Bible say that in James? When it's conceived, it brings forth sin and brings forth death. We know what good things do and bad things do. And if we're just honest with ourselves, when that thought comes in our mind, ask those three questions. And then if it's not the thing that you want in there, you can say, uh, you're welcome to leave. I, I don't want you at my table anymore. Why? Because I want to be guided with good thoughts. I want to be guided. Put the template of the fruit of the Spirit over there. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, Peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. That means self-control. Against such, the Bible says in Galatians, there's no law. Those are the things that I want running through my head. And if the thoughts are not that, the works of the flesh, no, I want the fruit of the Spirit coming out. Well, how is it going to come out? Putting the right thoughts in And if the thought's wrong, catch it at customs. Say, you're not welcome. What did Jesus do? Oh, your name's Legion? Good to meet you. You know, what? You know how, how things going? No. He, he sent that spirit out of the man. He said, you're not welcome in my creation. And I'm like that. I like Jesus. Jesus is like, oh, well, that's the way things go. No. He said, get out. That's my child. Man, I like Jesus. He's not going to leave us like we are. He's going to have an acceptable thinking pattern in there so that we can be children of the king. And you know, Christians, I don't have I've two minutes left, but you know what? We're, we're different. And so why do you always go to church? And why do you always talk to people about God? I am a servant of Jesus Christ. It's not, a really, it's not just a, a church thing. I am a servant of a real person who sits in a real throne. And the way I act, I do, the way I do is because of the God that I serve. And if you read the Bible, you'll find out that his servants act that way because they serve that king. And, you know, if I don't act that way, then you've got problems, okay? If I have no care about going to church, I have no care about telling someone about Jesus, then you'll be like, who are you serving? But I'm thankful that, you know, Christians, we begin to show a reality in God by our actions that we are servants. I'm a servant of a great king. And you are too. Serve Jesus Christ. Don't be ashamed of your thinking pattern and the actions that come out from the thoughts. You know, thoughts lead to words, right? And words lead to actions. I, I'm about out of time. I got... Man, I got one uno minuto, right? Uh, not minuto, because that'd be some food. Uno minuto. Unless it's a big portion, then you could share it. But uno minuto with the T means one minute. Uh, I just went to zero. So, But thoughts become words, right? And then words become actions. But then actions give us 
results. That you may prove. And you know, have you ever said to someone that, prove it. You know that I believe that we can prove God's word. You can check this out. If you want to read where David prayed and proved God, 2 Samuel chapter 5, verses 17 to 25. I'm not going to read it. But the Bible says that perfect, that results that God gives us, that completeness. Remember in Malachi, he said, prove me herewith saith the Lord, that I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you won't have room to receive. He said, test it. See if it works. And you know that it, it dealt, that dealt with bringing all the tithes, which is a tenth, into the storehouse. But when you prove God's word, there are going to be good consequences. God is going to pour out his reality. He's going to pour out his peace. He's going to, I remember, uh, so I'm out of time. You know, like before a man gets married, he's incomplete. He needs to be perfect and complete in marriage, right? After he's married, he's finished, right? But when you prove God, the results are going to come in. Uh, The peace of God will come in. If we keep our mind on the Lord, we will have a peace of God that passes all understanding. When we have our mind on God's things, we'll have a joy unspeakable and full of glory. Even with the doom and gloom people out there saying, what's the Delta variant? Well, it's like the American Airlines variant, but it's just, no. It's, but you know, I know and I'm not saying it's not serious, but people, they hype stuff up like it's the end of the world because it sells news. But guess what? I'm not saying that it's not serious. There are serious things there. But brethren, we need to change our information source because you can do things that you don't think you can do because it's not from the right source. You need to kick those out. I'm leaving this with you. I, I, I learned to do the Rubik's Cube, okay? I never have been good at the Rubik's Cube. What'd you do? Well, I, anyone can look up YouTube videos, but why look up a YouTube video if you don't think you can do it anyway? But I was challenged and I challenged my thinking And so I just learned it. I'm down to like five and a half minutes without looking at instructions, okay? Just me and the cube, okay? That's not that good. It's not going to get you any competitions, but it showed me something. I can learn something new. Statistically, it's true. You can teach an old dog new tricks. That's That's just a lie that you can't. It's true. Dogs can learn them and people can learn them. Why? Because if we change our thinking, we can change our life. And don't let, say, well, you're no good at math. Who told you that? I tell people all the time, no, who told you that? Wait, who said that? Well, I'm, I'm no good at that. Or I, I can't learn this. Or I can't get fit. Or I can't get out of debt. Or I can't, you know, learn this. No, 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 yes, you can. I can do all things through Christ. I have to change my thinking and say, wait, I can do this. We can do this. We can have an awesome family. We can have an awesome church. We can invite 2,000 people. Look at the number. Man, it's growing. But we're, we're almost halfway. We're over halfway there for our church challenge. Praise God. Everyone's working, and there's more people inviting, and uh, the devil's fighting. That's what he's supposed to do, okay? But I read the end of the book, and God wins. Amen. Change your thinking. Change your life. God bless you is our prayer.